0: Hello and welcome to A Perfect Union podcast, episode seven. My name is Nathan Gangadine, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Dr. Ashok Gangadine. And uh, today, we're just going to really um, improv and go for it and just see where this takes us in, in, in addressing uh, the state of our unum, the state of our union, and uh, as always on the way to A Perfect Union so uh, Dad I'm curious what's on your mind today as you see it we're five days out from the election to just give you guys a a location uh, at the time of this recording though uh, these recordings are evergreen uh, despite current events and uh, that's where we are right now so as I see it things are are wild and woolly and intensifying by the day due to this uh, ensuing event and uh, so this it's Really ripe for um, doing a study of of this human experience in the context of the American democracy. Um, so, Dad, in that in that sense, what are you seeing? What what's on your mind?
1: Thanks, North, for opening up so nicely. And what I love about these uh, podcast sessions is that it gives us a chance to. Uh, keep a heart-to-heart dialogue going uh, and we're not so much concerned about who's listening and whether they are listening or uh, even if no one's listening so that you and I can really share uh, in the deepest improv way, you know, what's in our mind and building off of the episodes one through nine of our 1776 Now right, our Unfinished American Evolution Revolution right, as a back background to, to pick up themes there, we covered so much and and right now, before the election, uh, I'm I, tuning into the zeitgeist, the mood of the people as it's coming across in the media, different forms of media, different channels, uh, you know, cable television so forth. It's clear that there's a lot of uh, tension, anxiety, worry, nervousness, skittishness uh, in in the air, and uh, it. Uh, when you listen to some of the commentators, you know, our theme is a perfect union. We dare to say not towards a more or to build a more perfect union, right? which has been going on for 240 plus years, but but, but right now it's time to arrive in the call of 1776 to come together as a people, one nation under source, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We've not arrived there yet, and we've been saying that, and that's our homeland, that's a... The homeland, as we play for, the place of logos, the logos, the law, the, logo, the place of reason, the place of compassion and, and dignity and freedom for all. And when we look at the news right now, one of our episodes is a house divided. We're, we're badly divided, not just in two ways, uh, you know, in, in two main camps, deeply at odds, almost a nation divided 50-50 as we head into the election. And people are saying this is the most consequential election of our lifetime, and perhaps in our history, that will decide the future. All right? It's the soul of the nation that's at risk. Uh, the, the democracy itself—it's almost a vote to, to to save democracy and hold up democracy, uh, which has been a the theme in our one through nine episode. So, I want to ask you—you uh, know—one of the things that haunts us is many people are saying confused about the dynamics going on in the culture war that's raging right now. We're in the middle of a raging, uh, divided war, not just a Mason-Dixon, it's a new Mason-Dixon, so to speak. It's an ideology, uh, w- world views, as if there are two Americas ac- across this divide. There are many divides, and it's not just polar. It's fragmented. We're, we're a fragmented people. We're not one people. And uh, one, one side of the divide is saying we need to unite our people, and, the, uh, and see the other side as uh, dividing uh, us irrevocably. And so it's a high drama. And, and some say it's as if there's cultic behavior going on, tribal behavior. Why do people seem to cluster on one side, uh, bewildering the other in the middle of a pandemic, when one side is uh, saying, you wear masks, keep social distance, uh, think of the other, uh, listen to science, listen to medicine right? This is essential to uh, get the virus under control. It's peaking right now, we're in a third wave, at a peak, and it's going on across the planet, all through Europe now, the, a new wave of the pandemic. And what we've said now is that stepping back and zooming out in terms of the theme of seventy seventy six, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that we seem to have lost that. Well, where, are, where is the truth? It seems to be that we're so divided in a cultural war, ideology clashes, perspectives, that we're, we're, in that respect, almost too divided. A divided nation. We're two USAs. Some people are saying that. There are two USAs here. And and one side sees the other. Well, what's It looks like ideology. It looks like cultic behavior. It looks like reason doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. Science doesn't matter. It's, it's more like there's an agenda afoot that's holding one side together and Come hell and high water, as the Titanic is in trouble, uh, we're, we're, we're not going to budge. And it bewilders the other side. And I'd like to throw that out for us to talk about, you know, as the depth of the division and the sense that we've called out there is not just a coronavirus, there is a, there is a, a pandemic that's been haunting humanity deeply for over 2,500 years in biblical proportions. We've been cut off from our source. And it's been ongoing, And our great wisdom teachers across the planet, enlightenment, our scriptures, uh, across the planet have concurred that we are cut off, we're suffering, we're broken, we are alienated from the source of our being, from the Logos, to put it in that language. And as long as we are, we cannot heal, we cannot come together. We're going to be irrevocably broken. So it's not just a USA thing. The USA is one version of the holy experiment, which is a human experiment. Can we become noble awakened rational beings in happiness, well-being, liberty, and freedom across the planet? Can we be living in ethics and mutual respect and deal with diversity in a creative way rather than have diversity divide us into all forms of abysmal violence? So It's been going on for centuries. We're in the middle of that. And people say, we're better than this. Why does one side seem to behave uh, almost as if it's following a cult a meaning by that, there's a kind of blind uh, view and perspective uh, of how, th- how they see the facts and what is not the facts, and what's important and what is not, and what what drives them. And I'd like to open this up for a conversation, Nath, uh, if you're in the mood to talk about cultism, tribalism, uh, egoism, narcissism, being monocentric views. We've talked about the monocentric mind, uh, that everyday people, if you don't face the code of a naive form of reason, small r reason, right? That gives us the capacity to have a worldview and have a belief and, and have experience and to have a life. Small r reason, right? We have a lens and we don't see it. And as long as we don't see that there's a hidden lens, a matrix, a code, a grammar, a logic that is across the planet, that's monocentric. It's cut off from seeing the source first. It's us first. Our wills are first. And even if you gather in a tribal gathering uh, or, or in numbers, uh, whether majority or minority, when truth in numbers is according to our will, according to our lens, according to our perspective, our belief system. And that is uh, an effect, a virus, a form, uh, a matrix effect of the ego-mental code, the monocentric code. Uh, the, the we uh, us first, our view first, our lens first, that people are not seeing it enough, and until we see it, who however this election plays out, our nation is divided, and the civil war continues it has been going on from our birth two hundred and forty five years ago, in the very founding of this nation the The civil war has been there from the beginning, namely the the profound division of factionalism, partyism, you know worldviewism. Ideologyism, all of that, right? And uh, w- I'd like to open that up to go more deeply into what's behind it. And until we face it, what do we need to do to face it as a people? Get humble and face it, because until we do, we're going conti- to continue what we've been doing for twenty five hundred years as a people across the planet. And the holy experiment is being aborted in some ways. Some worry. What mm-hmm. do you think?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's funny because if you live long enough with insanity, you don't call it insanity anymore. And uh, and if we really, I want to do you know this zoom out, you know is so important. This principle of zooming out and stepping back and widening what we're seeing, it strikes me. Wow, we're so not doing that. Whatever side people see themselves on in this, and it is a civil war. Let's be honest. Just because are you know we're not charging across the field and, and slaying one another in a literal sense. We are indeed in a, in a, uh, us against them, uh, to, to an extreme degree, um, like never before it seems. And I think if we are just myopic now, I'm just going to, I'm going to just be honest right now and speak my heart because, you know, it, I, I always want to uh, remind anyone listening, you know, that our ultimate, our ultimate heart here is, is in an inclusion. I mean, of the promised land is the land of the free of togetherness and, and, and loving one another and caring for one another. And, you know, it almost brings tears to my eyes to just, to just think, wow, man, that's, it sounds so doable. It sounds so easy. It sounds so right. You know, that why, what's, what's the big deal? We should just be doing that. Right. You know, but, um, you know, that, that said, I mean, it it is, it's very, um, And I am choosing my words carefully. (laughs) Um, It's very disheartening and very disturbing how selfish people are being across the board. Uh, When I hear people being interviewed, you know, on whatever it might be, whatever CNN or Fox or NBC or whatever, and you hear people talking and you can tell they're good people and that they, they, you know, they want to do the right thing. A lot of people are saying, well, what are you, you going to do for me? I'm not going to vote for you until you tell me what you're, I want to hear what you're going to do for me or for my community or my people or, you know, and I understand that, that, that that's how they feel. But I want to, I, I want to, you know, f- uh, just <laughs> pronounce loudly from the mountaintop, this is bigger than that. You know, you're talking about you're going to vote your interests, but your interests are null and void if the very ground you're standing on is crumbling. And that's what is so, so frustrating to me sometimes, if I'm going to speak honestly, like, guys, this is bigger than what I want or my little personal needs. People who are saying, I'm not going to vote because it doesn't matter anyways, are only able to say that because they haven't seen the results, the hard cold fact of what it means to, to see it play out when you don't participate in your in sustaining a democracy by just such a literal thing as voting. Even if you're disenchanted and disheartened by government, to, to not vote is a vote, and it's a reaction that's coming from your personal hurt feelings, and it becomes, a, in a way, another attack against the very ground that you're standing on, you know, and... I see our democracy as a as a possible democracy. Oh, these last 250 years to round up is I see it as one big election process. You know, if we zoom out and stop seeing it as just this narrow tunnel vision version of of oh, this election cycle or these two candidates or these two parties or the even when people are saying you know, the pandemic is the defining issue of this election. They are one and the same. I get, I'm not going to lie, guys, I get, I get pissed off, to be blunt. I get pissed off. That pandemic is a symptom. And, Dad, you said it a while ago, there is a much deeper pandemic. That the the founding principles and spirit and soul of, of, the, of the holy sacred experiment that has the code name America, United States of America, but it's for the whole planet, it's for humanity. America and this sacred experiment that's playing out here doesn't belong within the borders of the United States of America. This belongs to the planet, it belongs to humanity. And America, in that sense, is a leader of the free world potentially but we have we're having to prove it we just can't say it and claim it and declare it we're still in the in the in the process of can we actually live up to that being leaders of the free world so and just sort of speaking stream of consciousness uh, it, to to your points you know we have to see guys everyone listening Americans and non-Americans we have to see that we are, we are facing something way bigger than what we're used to seeing. We've got to all of us, as a matter of our, our responsibility as a human being and as a citizen, we have got to see the big picture. In other words, being myopic, tunnel vision, narrow-minded, short, sh- uh, just looking at this little snapshot right now is irresponsible. We have, it, and it's part of the pandemic, the deeper pandemic. What the what the literal pandemic of coronavirus COVID nineteen is showing us, what it's doing. Think of COVID nineteen as a as a helper, because what it's doing is exposing what's really going on underneath. It's exposing our utter lack of unity right now. You know, we people say, you know, what we need is a is an organized federal uh, response. You know, a strategy. organization at the top to be able to handle this and what's being the responsibility has been scattered amongst 50 states and we're all having to figure it out for ourselves and and, and, you know and and things like that well that's all again symptomatic What, what, what are we really saying what is the essence of that issue is we are not unified well if we how could we be unified if we are um laboring under this deeper pandemic in other words the literal COVID pandemic is exposing the deeper pandemic, and that pandemic is division. It is a lack of common ground. It is a lack of unum or union, you know, and a house divided falls. We know all these deep principles that we've got to be unified. United we stand, divided we fall. What is the science behind that? What's lacking? What? And, and when you see it in that sense, it no longer becomes, oh, we're the good guys, because everybody always thinks they're the good guys, right? And everybody always thinks that they're, they're the wise ones, including the people who aren't voting. They feel very righteous in that stance. I'm not going to vote. You know, it doesn't matter anyway. I've got friends like that, you know, and p- people that I love who, who very righteously say, you know, the vote doesn't matter. You know, so everybody thinks that they've got it, uh, uh, you know, they've got the enlightened perspective. Everyone thinks that they're on the good side and the other side is the bad side. What was required for all of us to go, wait a second. Is there a higher standard, a higher calling? Is there something that we have to answer to that is beyond our opinion and beyond my personal preference of what I want it to be and, and my personal feelings of my disappointment or resentment or, you know, guys, we've got to get bigger. That's that's the America. That's the democracy potentially that we can come into. But then that brings the very big the the great the, the grand humbling, I like to think of it as a grand humbling where every single human being, this is where it's equal opportunity, equal opportunity to get humble and face reality on reality's terms, which is another way of saying on reason's terms, not reason the way that we're used to thinking of it, but the foundation of reason is the deeper reason that we have to, that our nation is founded on and that we all seem to cherry pick when it works for us. Like we say, oh, we're all created equal and men and women should get equal pay and you know, Black Lives Matter and all of these things, which by the way, I all agree, I agree with, but we can't tout those principles and then not do our homework and understanding what gives them their veracity, their validity, their power. You know, So, so if we want these higher principles to become manifest, we've got to do the homework. So that's my immediate response to this. So that, And that brings us back to what is, this, what is this phenomenon that we're seeing where it's almost cult-like behavior, where you're literally putting your, your health at risk and each other at risk because of something deeper. Like you're literally, it's almost bordering suicidal if you really zoom out and denormalize it. There's a whole portion, a massive portion of the nation who is throwing caution to the wind with... A vengeance, which is not just, it's not hurting others. It's hurting themselves. It's like, it's like literally it's suicidal in a way. And, and that's, that's when it starts to cross into almost like a literal cult like behavior. Like how did we get here to where, where there is no common reality now. And it's us, our opinion versus their opinion. And you could even say 300 million plus opinions, all scattered, ununified disarray, Utter chaos, and we're supposed to. Uh, d- uh, we think that this election is going to solve it, guys. This election is not going to solve it, no matter who wins. It, you know, uh, I do think that there is a higher, <laughs> a higher choice, an obvious higher choice. Um, but whatever you think that choice is, we're still dealing with this pandemic. On the other side of this election, no matter what happens, so that's where we're, we're coming from right now, and those—that's where I, the, the place that I'm thinking is really exploring. Okay, what is this deeper pandemic, and how can we help the people in mass see that they are participating in it, and to see how real the deep issue is, and stop stop focusing on the symptomatic level. Uh, and what's so exciting about that is we, you know, I know a lot of people feel powerless. And, you know, some people feel the only, the, the only voice they have is at the ballot box. And some people feel they don't even have that, that the ballot box doesn't even matter. But when you get what we're trying to to, to, to draw your attention to, and that zooming out, that's where the power lies. That's when you become a true activist in the sense of really making a difference and where you have the power. Uh, and it's not just at the ballot box, which is all important. Vote, vote, vote. but. If you can vote and still be disempowered, and so those are those are some of my thoughts as I go stream of consciousness. I hope that
1: thanks. That's that a that's a great stream. Answers, that stream yeah. is that's a great stream, Nath, because you said uh, in different ways that the myopic mind, the, the narrow-minded, which means according to your own personal interest, your your agenda, what is important to you. And you put that first, and that's what you vote. And what we said in one of the episodes earlier is that voting is a high sacred right. A holy experiment, to be holy, has to do with the holy becoming sacred, becoming a sacred nation. And that word sacred doesn't mean woo-woo spirituality, it means becoming material rational beings. right? And from the Greek tradition, the logos is a, is a name for the foundation of being itself, of language, of word, of the divine, of the light of reason, Right, of the noble truths, the holy, you know, the self-evident truths coming from the Logos. And uh, what, you, what you're pointing out, Nath, about what gets you really, uh, really pissed off when you see what's going on. And uh, the holy experiment has hit a wall, as a wall that is across a planet. It's remembered when we say zoom out to see that this has been going on for centuries the deeper pandemic of ignorance, of not being aware of the mind-operating system that we're using, there is a pandemic. We are as we mind. What mental program? How is our consciousness working? Why? Because that's how we form our worldview. That's how we interpret experience. That's how we make our life. That's how we have our emotions and feelings and experience with the conduct of the mind. And if there is a mind-operating process that is part of our evolutionary maturation, let's say it's adolescence, like the caterpillar stage and not the butterfly in that evolutionary to reason, into coming out of the caves and into the light. What you're saying is important, right? What's at stake here when you say the soul of the nation or democracy is not just election or political democracy, it's implosion of the culture itself. yes. The culture itself is in danger, and however you vote, whoever wins, whoever loses, if we don't face that we're in a pandemic, a mental, mind-operating, software for the mind, that's malware, according to the genius of all of our great wisdom teachers, scriptures, and highest philosophies of the ages. They see that we have to cross out of being dominated by an adolescent phase of small our reason, Right? Reason is noble, it's a logos, and we've downloaded the logos to where we are. What's this pandemic that leads to cultic behavior, tribal behavior, ideological behavior? And nothing. What makes an ideology an ideology? We use a word, right? We're in an ideological war. There's a way in which the word ideology sounds uh, neutral. It's, it's your belief your, your system. It's your worldview. It's a narrative, the story you're living by, or the cluster of stories, Right? That's your ideology, your belief system. So what's the link? What makes an ideology pernicious or malware, right? It's when your ideology is embedded within a software of the mind, a egomental, monocentric, your lens are using, right? People don't have not faced the lens issue, right? The lens is a, is a program that we're using in the mind. Everyone's using a program to make experience, to make your life philosophers know that to have experience is to process what you're what's appearing to you to make sense of it to read it when you read it you interpret it when you interpret it according to how you see your perspective your will there's a the word will right my will be done i see it i vote that's the depth of the vote we're voting at every moment by consenting to continue to use the technology of our consciousness that we didn't face yet. We can't see it. We're in it. It allows us to see. It allows us to make sense of things the best we can. We have a view, a world, a narrative, an ID, all of that. My feelings, my emotions, my mind, my heart, uh, my human relations, my politics. So we're not just talking about the implosion of democracy. Democracy is a fabric of our whole culture, right? It has to do with human relations and how we are as human beings, how we see ourselves and how we live and conduct ourselves in, in that space. That's the depth of what we need to face. And all of our great wisdom teachings for centuries, let's say 2,500 years, from Socrates saying, we've got to come out of the cave of ignorance, ignorance of our mind and our mental processing, to know thyself and enter the Logos. Right. You switch over to the East and you find the Vedantic wisdom of, of the Veda meditative intelligence. You've got to come out of the samsaric cycle of violence and, uh, and being cut off from being to rise and awaken to being in the yoga technology, which is unam, perfect unam. Om is unam. You know, we're, we're reflecting and holding space now for that. Buddha's great enlightenment, the noble truths of Buddha's enlightenment to see that humans are suffering. That's a pandemic. Buddha was a medicine person, right? Bringing the medicine of awakened rational mind. It's reason East and West. Reason is a global phenomenon across the planet. Why? Because we're global sapiens. We're, we're logos sapiens humans. And until we figure that out and see that, we're going to remain in this kind of ignorance that has to do with opinionism. And opinion is my truth, my belief. And I can have truth in numbers. I can hold with a community of believers, right? And based upon what appears and seems true to us, right? That's what Socrates called out of sophism, sophistry. Sophistry is not real wisdom. It's not real truth. When we get real truth, you have to somehow find a way to put the logos first, the law. That's the law of the land. That's what's being tapped by our 1776 founders. It's not the, 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 the men, uh, in this case, the fathers, you know, situated, whatever age they were, whatever their belief system, whether they have slaves or not. That's not what we're talking about. They were tapping something. And they were tapping what's been tapped by the great teachers across the, and our great scriptures through the ages. They were tapping the Christ. What is that? The logos in the flesh. Do we really understand the Christ outside of an ideology? We need to focus on that. Not what makes ideology pernicious is that we're using a malware of the mind that we have not yet seen and have seen the lens that we're using an in interpretation from our perspective, and I see it according to my will. That's what at the core of it. And it's not just my truth and my perspective. Truth in my terms is not truth, self-evident truth in the Logos. And that really sums up the whole plight and diag- medical diagnostic of the human family across the planet. Whether it's Buddha, whether it's yoga, whether it's Socrates, whether it's a, a God calling out to Abraham, put me first, Yahweh, you know, love me, which is to honor first as first. Right? That's a Logos speaking, or Allah. That's infinite. So Nathan, when we speak of perfect uh, union, uh, what is that perfect logos, the infinite source, law? That's a source that we have not seen. Mm-hmm. And seems, if we saw that, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well, I, you know, I just uh, and I'm, I'm realizing we're already uh, coming up to our our uh, time limit no here. Way. But, no way, no <laughs> way. Believe it or not, we're just but, getting warmed up. Well, I think we should we should consider. Uh, uh, do it, let's go into part two, but. Um, I, um, I'm seeing it more. Okay. I, I'm seeing the necessity. The, 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 the um, reminder I want to keep on bringing is that zoom out guys, see the bigger picture. That's, that's not just, you know, taking a moment to, to, oh, look at things a little differently. It's the most Um, it's the most practical thing we can do right now is this zoom out that we're doing and this seeing the larger picture, seeing the deeper drama that's been playing out, see all of the violence and oppression to humanity through time as this you you know and i said earlier you know it's a 250 year election no it's a 2500 year election you know good, it's, in good, other words yeah. humanity is has been in a long drawn out blink of an eye from one perspective but but you know as far as human human life goes is a long long generations long journey and even when we say 2500 years how long did it take how much suffering until jesus and buddha and some of our most revered teachings came through as like a, a as medicine to address the suffering how How long had the suffering been taking place till even that happened? And here we are, 2,500 years, let's say, to where where we are now, and we're still suffering great progress, great advancements, but guys, it's still happening across the globe, the violence, the oppression, not just outward, but inward oppression, the suppression and oppression of our beings, of expression. We have normalized insanity. And this is a, the, the zooming out is a denormalizing of that insanity and seeing with Deeper kind of sanity. Wow, it's as though humans are caught between two versions of themselves, and maybe this is a good segue into where we're going next. You know, we are, and, and and if we don't know that, we're we're kind of messed up. We we're 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 impotent. We can't do anything about it. We've got to see. Oh my God, not just as a whole humanity as a whole, but. But uh, each individual is caught between, as if between two dimensions of themselves. This one that we're all too familiar with, (laughs) of the kind of me first orientation that brings out the more despicable aspects of human nature, and this call to a higher, more loving, more rational, more peaceful, um, intelligent, harmonious. Version of humanity, and I think that that's where we need to go. We need to di- dive into to the science of that uh, in a way that each of us can access. so maybe uh, on that note let's let's uh s- say that we did it for this episode and um uh, unless you have any brief closing thoughts real quick
1: oh, only only to beautifully said what you you brought out now and just to end this uh, session this this uh, episode. Uh, uh, on the thought that that it's not a matter of just a vote the votes not gonna solve this our culture is an existential threat That's what we need to see and what we're talking about. is not only democracy Is but an uh, existential
0: th- or in? is
1: in uh, in an Existential got threat. it got it that when you see the ground beneath us, you know We need to pay attention what we're doing now by not stepping back and seeing right the source of the kind of culture wars and breakdowns we're in. That's just one tip of the iceberg of what's going on. That all of the pathologies across our culture... Whether it's sexism, racism, homophobia, the the, the, the gun problems, opioids, narcissism, uh, nihilism, suicide, you name all of it. Where that is trace, it traces to the dominant malware. matrix or code, that's mm-hmm. the malware. And if we don't see it, any disorder medically, if we don't get the Logos medical science, just see what our great wisdom teachers and scriptures have been calling us to urgently, it's a matter of our survival now. Yeah. That's really what's, That's what we've got to face and vote to vote mm-hmm. up when we say human up. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep that uh, you know fresh in our minds as we move on from here.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much, Dad, and thank you uh, everyone who's listening. Uh, as always, more to come. We'll see you next time.